Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh boy, let's do it live on a football Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, and we are blessed with royalty, the Hoff. Pure joy being in oh, pure joy. first Let's time go. this season on the eve's eve of the biggest <laughs> opener in Browns history, at least in recent memory. <laughs> Let's go! It's just, like the the, bachelor, the biggest finale in Bachelorette history every year. It every just, year. You know, this is it. Yeah, this is it. It's the same the, thing in football. Hoff, we were talking about this earlier in the week. There is a WWE feel to this, and it's appropriate mm. that you're going to the home of Ric Flair, I think, mm. to be Woo! able to uh, – to, to make sense of all of this. And it was added to yesterday with Mary Kay Cabot's story in Cleveland.com with some of the comments from Miles about his relationship with Baker and, mm. and all of that. Yeah. Baker elected a captain, by the way, in Carolina, mm. so that adds to it as well. It has all of that stuff that I think from even if you're not involved or you know don't feel connected to either one of these, obviously everybody listening out there and the three of us certainly are, but even if you're not, it adds so much intrigue to this, does it not? Emotionally, this one feels like it checks every box. Yeah, the oh, NFL, yeah. they know what they're doing, right, with the schedule. They, they knew the tea leaves were going to be red where Baker was probably going to end up one of two places. And if they had an opportunity to put the Browns against the Panthers in week one, they were going to do it because this has all the intrigue of a heavyweight title bout, right, with oh, yes. the referendum, the, the great R word that the Z used <laughs> – at the beginning of the week with me when him and I were just shooting the breeze is so true because it is a referendum on everything that's happened in the last nine months mm -hmm. for almost both teams. It sure is. <laughs> and the time for talking is almost over. As we mm. saw last night, team can put in a very dominant performance in week one and mm. really kind of establish the tone for what their season will be. And I think for the Browns, this is a, it is a massive game. You don't want to, it's just one. It counts as just one. But I think it really is more than that, given the way the schedule lays out, given what is in front of the Browns, 11 games without Deshaun Watson, starting the season in a positive manner is so important. Because once you go 0-1, which we know all too often, unfortunately, then you're just trying to get back to 500. Like, mm -hmm. it would be great to have a, hey, let's get two games above 500 after two games. That seems like a fun thing to do. Why not try that out? So I think that this is a, I think it's a massive one. Yeah, working with the great Michael Irvin for four years on Thursday Night Football. One <sighs> of the things you. he always liked to throw out there was hope breeds effort. Like, without hope, you can't get the effort you want from the team. And I think the reason this game is so important, right, is this is the game that we get to find out what Jacoby Brissett looks like with his full complement of receivers, with a full game plan going against the defense. And as much as us fans don't know what to expect, the players don't know what to expect in that situation yet. And for him to play well and for this offense to play well in the first game is going to breed hope that's going to permeate throughout the roster. And that's going to breed great effort moving forward and a belief that, you know what, we don't get Deshaun until Houston later on in the season but we can win with what we have right here. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter that Deshaun's not the starter for the first few weeks of the season. It's not just going to be play defense and run the ball. We can do this also on offense, and I think that's why it's so important. This is a confidence game. It's critical. It's critical in the big picture. You think, look at these first four games. If, you, if you're going to be a team of relevance and consequence by the sure. time you get to week 12, you've got to go three and one in this mix. I think two and two makes it hard considering what comes after this stretch. So this is certainly one of the games, if you looked at the beginning of the year, you said, 
that better be a dub, right? And Absolutely. so it feels like it needs to be one. Yeah. So I think there's pressure with that. The other thing that's very real is, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much you guys are, are paying attention to what people outside of this are thinking about. People don't think much of us. I'll tell you that right now. Not no. much at all. I've seen a lot of picking us last in the division. I've seen that by a lot of people. Uh, I've seen people say we're going one and seven in our first eight. So it is how we because. feel about this team. The cuz. I mean, that was I, crazy. Did he ever respond? To you? Oh, yeah. He, I said, one and seven. Are you crazy? He goes, what? You think they're going to win zero? <laughs> well, that's how do we funny. take that bet? That's funny. That I mean, that's, yeah, that's like, I love that. That's a, good, that's a good line. What a great place to be, though, for this team, right? You think about Totally. It can be. I think that's exactly where the Browns want to be, mm -hmm. at, especially at this juncture with the franchise, the makeup that we have on this roster. To be the underdogs is a role that this young team can play, and I think they're going to play it really, really well. Question. Mr. Zagura. If you were to say we have a team that has on our roster five pro bowlers from a year ago, multiple first-team all-pros, a couple second-team all-pros as well, you know, a team that's got, let's just throw names out, Miles Garrett, Jadevian Clowney, Denzel Ward, John Johnson, Greg Newsom, Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper. That's a team that isn't an afterthought in the NFL, right? And we are very much. I mean, I've seen, I can't tell you how many things I've seen where different websites pick the games and they say, unanimous, Carolina's winning. Unanimous. Like, nobody's mm -hmm. giving us even a chance <clears throat> in this game which to me is stupefying it's just incredible I mean, our roster top to bottom is much better than theirs i think what is happening close i think there's two things i think it's the watson stuff right that there's a, a sure. negativity surrounding us because because of that and the, so that's that's it's very easy to, to pick against us and and then because you already it's have fun the ill too, will too it's popular yeah for sure yeah. um and i think the other thing is is you almost get tricked into and we'll get into the game last night you look around the afc and you say well, gosh, they don't have Mahomes, they don't have Allen, they don't have Burrow, they don't, they, they, you know, there's 10 of them, right? They don't have any of those guys. How are they going to do that with Jacoby? And Jacoby's a, a nice player, but he's not on that level everybody would acknowledge. But we don't have Watts because we don't have Watts until week 12. It's almost like we're being compared against the upper echelon in the AFC out of the gates. You don't have to be that, right? You don't have to be that to make the postseason. You got to be around 500 by the time Watson comes back in week 12. That's really what you need to be. Six and five, five and six. Totally. Something right like that. That's where you need to be. So don't worry about comparing us to what Buffalo was last night, what Kansas City will be on Sunday or whenever they play, we're what not. Burrow's going to look like. We're not. But I think other people are no, in I'm that saying, We're trap. not that. Like, I'm telling people, don't even bother. Like, no, I know. We're not that team. But I think some people are. They're like, well, gosh, how can they compete? We don't have to do that. We just have to be in the middle by the time he gets back. And I think that that's the trap that's happening a little bit with us. One of the benefits of being in the AFC with all these good teams and all these good quarterbacks is they're going to beat each other up. Like, I don't see a lot of teams in the AFC that are going to be above 12 wins. Maybe a team, but I see a lot of teams that are going to be in that 10-11 win range. Mm -hmm. You know, just a little bit over 500 is going to get you into the playoffs. And the name of the game in the NFL is get to the playoffs. And then it doesn't matter what your yep. record is. More than any other professional sport, it's all about taking the regular season to get to the playoffs. And I think that's what you got to keep in mind if, if you're a, a fan of the Browns is like, they don't have to beat the Chargers. They don't have to beat the Chiefs. They don't have to beat the the uh, the Bills. Like, that's not who they have to beat every single week. They just got to be able to get into the playoffs, win the games that you should win, and then split the games against the better upper echelon teams in the AFC. But that goes back to why this game is so important. It's because critical. it's one of those on the schedule that you have to win if you want to put yourself in position to make the playoffs. 
Yeah, and I think people forget that, you know, Jacoby Brissett was 2-0 and last year with Miami, including a win over the Baltimore Ravens as the starting quarterback for them on that, remember that Monday night game where they just went zero every play against Lamar Jackson? And everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, maybe that yeah. works against him. Uh, you're right. We need to be a competent football team. We need to win the games that we should, and we need to find ways to win, you know, a game or two here where sure. we're going to be underdogs. But we're going to be favored in three of these first four. And I, by the time we kick, this line keeps getting closer to where being are we now a on pick them. I think down to one, one, and a half? one and a half is the last I saw, which, yeah. you know, we have an opportunity to, I think, make a save. And it's not often that a team that is, oh, it's a pick them now. There you go. So it's moved so on the road. It's moved on the road. And that, so it's moved down two and a half points in the course of the week yeah and yet yeah. the bozos are unanimously picking the panthers i mean that just it makes no sense and i think you have to just the only way you can explain it is say that the, the people that are saying this are biased against the browns for all those things that you mentioned i think it's the, the, it's, it's it's just permeated the, the nfl consciousness you know i think that if because if you're right to z's point earlier take quarterback out of it and we remember we did this even when we had baker take quarterback out of it and you were drafting skill position players we may have had the best at one point when we had a healthy odell healthy sure. jervis still in his prime chubb all of that hooper well you got everything else you just that you know and so jacoby Brissett just has to do what case keenum did last year on thursday night and he's got a better arm and he's got right. a better arm and a bigger than body right so he's just got to be just no turnovers yep Play smart, take what they give you, yep. and rely on two running backs, and really you have four of them, but rely on the two bigs to just battering Ram people. And the interesting thing is because of how far the league has shifted away from that, it's almost like we're going to be the anomaly. Yeah, we're like the Navy. We're, well, yeah, or like how Tennessee was yeah. with, with Derrick Henry at his best. Like all of a sudden you got to deal with them, a little bit like Lamar, right? Yeah. Well, this is different. Now they're going to run it 35 times? We're not used to this. So that's kind of the roadmap. I couldn't agree more. The, the roadmap is the same. It's ironic. The roadmap's the same as it's been the last two years. Yeah. It's basically the same formula. Mm -hmm. Play smart with the football, get the lead, and then pound them into oblivion and play great defense on the other side. And, and I would say, argue that our defense this year is the best that it's been in the, that three-year period. Mm -hmm. So it's a formula that absolutely can work, and, and I believe that it will work. And I think we saw, you know, we'll talk about last night's game in a second, where you're welcome, by the way. Remember. How many gifts do you want to give? <laughs> So many gifts. I would, if I was so standing, I would take a bow. All I'll these college to... tuitions, just putting <laughs> yeah. kids through college. Right. It's all hey, private schools for the shame. people. What? Private schools. Five years of this, we've been doing this for five years, just Shameful. putting kids through school. Last year were seventy games over five hundred. We're already a game over five hundred. Your right kid now. wants to go to Kenyon. Listen to the show. We'll send him there. <laughs> on us. That's right. That is a um, random uh, poll. That was a random. I think it's one of the highest. I think it's one of the highest is, is it really? in the country. I'm pretty sure it's never even heard of it. I like it. I've never heard of it, but it sounds exciting. Sounds That's where all three of your boys She sounds exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want, it's, it's in Mount Vernon, right? Uh, Somewhere around there? Yeah. Central Ohio? Yeah. I think it's an, yeah. I think it was one of, I think it's the most expensive or one of the most expensive. Wow. But yeah. There you go. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so, so good job out of that. Pepperdine would be better. Better view there. For better sure. view, yeah. Boulder, pretty good for a view as Not well. Not bad. Um, in terms of who will be here on uh, on Sunday by the time we play down in Carolina against the Panthers, Greedy Williams officially ruled out. Um, so bad trend there with him where it just feels like he cannot start a season healthy and play it healthy, banged up a lot. And so he is out uh, this week for the opener. Questionable is Conklin, Hubbard, and Michael Woods. All right, so my guess here, and again, these are just guesses, but I, I'm guessing that we will see MJ Emerson start 
alongside Greg Newsom and Denzel Ward in nickel situations when Greg kicks inside. Now, the other way they could do it is keep Denzel and Greg outside and bring A.J. Green, who's gotten some work in the slot. But my, my hunch is that M.J. Emerson is going to get a lot of an opportunity here in this game, and I think he's a good matchup for Robbie Anderson. And Hoff, we were talking about that earlier, Greedy and Robbie Anderson, that's a good battle. And Anderson coming off a career low, 519 yards, but still 10 touchdowns more than 40 yards since he came in the league, second most. That's their vertical threat. That's the one guy that we have to pay attention to, and I think we've got some good size and length and speed in M.J. Emerson to be able to do that. And then my other guess would be that Herb Miller will be activated off of the practice squad and will be the fifth corner for this game. And then he's also a great special teams player, so that'll be good for, for Mike Prefer and company. Oh, oh, here he comes. Kind Mr. Like Winovich. Mr. Winovich. Just come on in. The well, Hoff so is already a big fan. He's like, I'd like to talk to this guy. guy. Yeah. Well, well one conversation out. with him, I realized that uh, we could share a few beers together and, and talk really, really dark and deep down the rabbit hole of oh, weird yeah. things. Weird things in this world. That's right. <laughs> he, I mean, he's cold shower guy. So that, cold you know, shower that, guy. He's yep. big that. Big Wim, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Hof. Absolutely. Oh, Wim Hof. Uh, Chase guy. Winovich will join us coming up next. We're off and running on a Football Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bath into a custom bath with a spa-like feel to it in about a day? Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler with expert factory-trained installers. Give them a call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects all made right here in America. Superior products, expert installers at the Bath Authority, 216-220-8399. On a football Friday of Cleveland Browns Daily, the cavalcade of stars continues. The Hoff is here. Z and I are here every day. Let's Chase go. Winovich in studio as well. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, here we go. Me on. Go time, right? It's go time. Let's go. What's the What's the mood been like this week? I mean, a long camp. You finally. I know you dealt with injury, but to finally get to a game week. I'd say I think the guys are just ready to play. You know, finally be out there uh, where it actually counts. How about this Croatian-Serbian relations right now? All-time high between the two all of us. You've got, yeah. you got, you, you got all Big Ten better. here, too. I mean, these oh, are yeah. Big Ten monsters. So you're talking about Michigan yeah, and Wisconsin. Sure, I mean, that's sure, there, sure. too. Sure, yeah, sure. we got a lot of stuff together. All right, for you personally, because you're a guy who likes to get into, I think, the psyche and the psychosis of the game and, and your preparation. What is What have you been focusing on this week, and, and what are you hoping to you know, build to a crescendo that you unleash on Sunday? I'd say I'm just looking at, uh, obviously, which moves are going to be most effective. But ultimately, it comes down to understanding the tackles and understanding myself. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it is. What do you love about kind of that film study of the tackles and the guys you're going to get to go against? I'd say that everything that you see on film, there's uh, little intricacies and nuances that it's like maybe somebody didn't necessarily beat them with, but, you know, having the, the vision of what they and, and how they react to certain moves um, it's like, okay, I know that I can get this move, especially in a game when you can, you can go full speed and you just got a feel for it. 
Uh, so like that's that's probably what I'm most excited about, and that's what I've been focusing on. Yes. One of the challenges of playing the opener, especially now when very few starters actually play in the preseason, is trying to figure out, okay, especially if this guy's a rookie. Like, I've seen what he did in preseason, but how can I extrapolate upon that and predict what I'm going to see in actually real games in week one? Yeah, I totally agree. There is definitely uh, – it's definitely a challenge. There's different nuances, I think, for every single individual player um, according to their circumstances. You know, if you got your starter and maybe haven't played in as many games, obviously it's like that full speed thing, which I don't think is an issue for us, especially for Miles because he's a beast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, when you're you're eyeing up tackles and stuff, especially when they're they're rookies, there's there's as you know, uh, there's challenges with that. So their left tackle Ikiguanu is a rookie, so we've got three games in the preseason that you can watch on him, but. Were you guys going back and actually watching stuff on him when he was in college to try to maybe pick up on some weaknesses or ways that you could possibly attack him? Yeah, we go back. Uh, we, we go back to college, pull up some of those clips as well. Uh, but ultimately, it's like according to like how they teach him to set is, is ultimately what's most important. Like, where is he at now? Like, where like what's the version hmm. of him that we're going to get? And like, how do we anticipate him playing against us? Um, so all that stuff matters and factors in there especially when you're trying to play, as you know, like play fast. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it is the, uh, the, the state of mind, is the consciousness that you, you go out there and play with. You can't play scared. You can't play, uh, you know, like two in your thoughts, two in your head. You got to find that balance between like knowing what your responsibility is and just going, just letting, letting it rip. Chase, so many familiar faces on this defense. You're one of the new guys, but if you look around, it's a lot of guys who were here a year ago. This group feels to me watching in camp like you guys kind of know what's going to be required of you, that this is going to be some heavy lifting for the defense uh, here the start to the season as the offense finds its way a little bit. Um, do you sense that uh, in, in terms of the confidence that this defense has to kind of unleash and be an attacking defense? I, I feel like it's going to be required here early. Do I sense the confidence and stuff? And the, and the willingness to attack. It almost feels like this defense has just you wait till we you get a load of us. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm sure uh... – I gotta, you know, obviously choose my words carefully. Sure, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think we're definitely, uh, definitely excited. I think that's the uh, the best word that uh, is the safest word to use in this situation. Well, but, I just uh, think uh, of the playmakers excited, that yeah. are there. I mean, I just exactly. think of the length that you have in the secondary, the guys who can fly at linebacker, the defensive. It just, it's an impressive group, and you've been other places. So you came into this one yeah. new. Do you, do you look around and, and at I times at camp? Around, you look around the league as well. I mean, sure. Like look at certain positions that we have, and it's like it's like to take those positions or those players and put them elsewhere. It's like um, it, we're we're pretty talented, at, especially at certain positions. But I think just like across the board, it's uh, our running back room, for example. It's like elite, you know, yeah. <laughs> elite, the best, the Period. best. You could, I mean, you could, exactly. You said it, uh, and so it's like you look at our our defensive line room. It's like we got some guys. We do. And uh, but ultimately, it comes down to what we do in the game and how it shakes up uh, and shakes out in terms of like which packages, which people, all that stuff is uh, is part of what makes football fun because it's like uh, it can be a lot. As I mean, Joe's been in a, you know he's the, the definition of consistency in terms of like going out there every single week, not only dominating but just your first playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where it's like with us, uh, you know, on the D line, it's like there's still like this. Uh, there's so much competition, so much uh, competitiveness just across the board that it's like, guys, I feel like, you know, no, they got they got to go out there and just attack. Mm -hmm. Like it's uh, there's a hunger to that. Yeah. And uh, 
I, th- I think like when you have that and you have the talent that, that comes with it, uh, fun things happen, and that's the plan. How's it been for you transitioning to being, you know, in New England? And you guys are multiple front, but typically if you're rushing the passer, you're, were you in a two-point, you're standing yeah. kind of as an outside backer, to being now a 4-3 end? Yeah. I'd say um, there's less to worry about, you know, if you don't have to drop. And um, I'd say there's certain things, the communication and stuff that is uh, so far has been a lot cleaner uh, here in, in Cleveland. But it's yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I, I like I like going out of a three point. I mean, I'm 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 comfortable with either, but uh, three point is is fun. Just like being able to uh, tee off. And the other thing is, it's I think it's Joe may be able to testify to this. Uh, switching your feet up in terms of which foot is back and messing with their timing, I think it's a little easier, um, a little harder for them to pick up when you're in a three point versus a two point. One thing I always thought that was challenging for stand-up defensive end outside linebackers was getting into a rhythm with your rush. Because a lot of times, like when you're playing in New England, you're lined up over the tackle, but you're responsible for the flat. And you're dropping instead of rushing the passer on a third down. So it's difficult to get into that rhythm of, all right, I'm getting after the quarterback. I'm setting this offensive tackle up with a couple things on first and second down or maybe in the first and second quarter so that I can beat him in the third quarter with something when he starts leaning and trying to take away maybe my upfield move so I can get back to the inside. Do you find that you have so far embraced and enjoyed being able to maybe put your hand in the dirt and get more consistent rushes against the guys and start getting a feel for him and being able to set him up early to go beat him later in the game? 1,000%. Short of Von Miller and say just uh, his explosive nature, I'd say uh, TJ Watt is probably uh, one of the best at like his, his get-off. His get-off is elite. Um, and not only that, but his ability to take every inch of the ball. Like If you look at any uh, from like the sideline cam of him, it's like his ability to get like as close as possible borderline. Like you look at his sack against Jacksonville in the preseason. It's like you can make a case that like you know he's he's very close to being offsides, like in that neutral zone. But it's like that's what like those are the inches. You know, it's like him his ability to get around the edge. It's like um, you know just being able to uh, to learn and observe other people and how they do it and how they they take advantage of those things. Um, and then couple it in with the feet, with the footwork, and then your game plan against them, and package it all together is uh, is what makes this this the intricacies of this position uh, really exciting for me, and uh, something that I definitely pay attention to. I, I know I, I played for a lot of New England guys, and so yeah. I know that Bill says you're not allowed to talk about anybody but yourself. But talk sure. about Miles Garrett for a second, because <laughs> when I was in my last year in the NFL, he was a rookie, and one of the things that I worked with him on, especially after I got hurt and I had a lot more time on my hands, was his get off. Because I told him, I said, your ability to get ahead of where the tackle is in your rush in perspective to where you are to the tackle to the quarterback is so important because it puts that offensive tackle in a panicked mindset. And now you're breaking down his technique with just where you are as opposed to where you could be if you're slower off the ball. So what have you seen from him as far as his ability to take up all that ball and to get off on the snap and find those little tips of where I need to put my eyes to be able to trigger my ability to go when the ball is snapped so I can get ahead of that guy so I can get him to start breaking down his technique, leaning to the outside and set him back up with a bull rush or just something to the inside. Right. I'd say Miles does a couple things really well. And 
I mean, he does a lot of things really well. I mean, and he's a that. freak of nature. And he's a freak of nature, <laughs> which definitely helps. Uh, I mean, uh, just uh, going on a quick uh, Miles rant, I'd say not rant, but uh, you know, <laughs> hype yeah. up sesh, sure. hype up sesh. Oh, you know, sesh. I always yes. look to hype up my guys. You know, that's, that's he needs about. it. No one's talking yeah. about yeah. him. No one talks about him. But very yeah. under the radar. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody uh, so dominant in, in practice and just like what he does. It's uh it's really uh, got to sit him down sometimes really so the offense amazing. can function. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you said it. You said it. Yeah, <laughs> well, against yeah. Philly, they were like, "Get him yeah. out! You yeah. gotta, we got to get something going here. We can't <laughs> do it if he's going to keep wrecking things." You know? Yeah, but no, I, I think he's just—he's really special because uh, he's so strong. And so they probably like just like look at his like arms and they're like, "Yo, this guy's gonna, <laughs> this guy's going to power us." You know, they got to got to sit him down. But his ability is to—I uh, think—a a way that can be used to describe him is he's kind of like a uh, a cat in his movement where it's like the ability for him to like turn his shoulders and uh, not only that, but also run the edge uh, is really interesting. It's like he, his, his feet never stop, but it's like just like a fluid motion. And he has so much conviction that he can get to that edge um, that he does it. And it's like by the time he does it, it's too late. You know, by the time he goes for it, it's like he's already in a position. And it's like you combine that with the fact that, like you said, like, uh, most of the times you got to set it up. So it's like you're going power, power. But it's almost like they already respect that so much that they know that like if they're running out of there, it's like he's going to he's gonna read that and he's just going to put his, his hand right on their inside plate and just throw them by. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot to it. So I did an event last night with the Haslams, and somebody in the crowd asked, you know, what makes Miles special? And I always said that his ankle mobility and his ability to run at full speed while turning the, the corner, like mm-hmm. the exactly. old L drill. Like, that's, that's, I've never that's seen that's anybody that. who can run so low at full speed and turn. Like, yeah. he could, I, I swear he could run a 40 on a curve just as fast as he could run a 40 <laughs> straight, yeah. which is remarkable because when you think about what makes a good pass rusher, it's how quickly can you turn that corner and get to where the quarterback is. Yeah. And when you look at his shin angle, I think it's probably the best in the NFL. And what I mean by shin angles, if you look at like – where the turf is to where your shin is when you're turning the corner like his is the sharpest in the nfl because his shins are actually like this which the force that you're creating from the ground is parallel to whatever that shin angle is Uh, so his ankles bend and he's running with his shins like this which means as he's turning the corner he's putting all of his energy towards where the quarterback is where a lot of guys they, they can't do that their energy is just being wasted going up into space. And yeah. it's just fun watching him, like when you put your biomechanics mind on and just seeing how his body is so yeah. different than everybody else. <laughs> like, it's, it's obviously, really when you see him on the front page of the paper and when he's doing his interviews shirtless, always, you're like, uh, okay, I, he's, he's a freak. Too. But then when you watch him actually play the game, it's just special because he's certainly one of a kind. Yeah, he really is. He is very special in that, that way. We were saying in the meeting yesterday, there's a play. And uh, somebody had commented, he's, they're like, wow, he, he's got good knees. <laughs> he's got good knees, obviously. Good knees, good jeans, yeah. good yeah. ankles. He's, he's got, got a lot, lot of things. Yeah. Like, just like the knee strength to be able to like support him yeah. uh, in that position. That, that's, that's what he was alluding to. You know, we do a lot of, and, and that we'll see if we do that this year, but last year I can say definitively we did a lot of, in obviously passing situations, more Miles Clowney, and then last year was Tack McKinley was our third rusher. When you think about going out there with Miles and Clowney, that's got to be exciting. You know that immediately they're looking, where are those guys? And so now you're going to have a lot of one-on-one opportunities yeah. to go do what you did. And your guy's got 11 sacks in your first two leagues in the yeah. years in the league. You know how to get to the quarterback as well. Exactly. And it's like uh, 
there's so many lessons and things I've learned about pass rushing that it's like you, it's one thing to do it in practice, but it's uh, it's even for me. It's I've always been a gamer and to uh, have the opportunity to do it along those guys and whoever else may be in the game is uh, something that I've been uh, dreaming about and and uh, and praying for. And so now that it's it's here, now that it's uh, I've managed to get my body in a position you know where it's healthy and able to play and compete. Uh, I'm just fired up, man. Let's go. Let's go. Chase, Let's go. I'll get you out of here on this one. From a, if you think about what this defense was at the start of the camp, and you guys are you're molding this clay right, and you, you hope it gets to where it needs to be. Did you get where you needed to be by the time it was done? As we hear on a Friday with the opener on Sunday, and what is the personality of this defense as we open the season? I think we'll have to see. I think uh, it's a long season. First and foremost, I, I think that uh, you know the words that I can use to describe it are. are uh, are different because it's like we we haven't uh, I'm, we've been tested in the sense that there's a lot of veterans and a lot of maybe experience um, but it's like the personality I think is is ultimately something that's going to be experienced rather than uh, words to use that I can try to describe it um, but it's going to be fun we got a lot of a lot of different packages in um, we got a lot of different adjustments and, and cool looks that I think are going to uh, going to be really fun. That's it that way. <laughs> we, we, we're banking Joe, on Joe, it. Joe Woods and the, and the, uh, the team, they're in there crafting. Cooking some, some things up. Go. I like it. In the lab. Always, in the lab. always great seeing you, buddy. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. Yeah. Great seeing you Thanks. guys. Thanks. You're you're Joining us here in oh, studio. You'll hear from Coach Stefanski coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Land on Demand is remodeled by the Bath Authority, and it's been free for the entire month of August. If you like what you saw, read, and heard, it's time to subscribe for this season on thelandondemand.com. Watch your favorite shows, the new HD quality video. Follow the season with Tony Grossi's columns, the Daily Grossi podcast, and the 100 Years Pod. Hear your favorite shows on demand without commercial interruptions. Go to thelandondemand.com and subscribe today. And now here is Z, one-on-one with Coach from the Kevin Stefanski Show. Very happy now to be joined by the head coach of your Browns, Coach it's finally here. It is finally week one. How are you feeling? And is this something that in your mind has been a long time coming? It's always a long time coming. The off season is, uh, you, know, you get a lot of work done. You, there's parts of the off season that you enjoy, uh, the scouting part of it, the OTAs and that type of thing. But for us, for the coaches, for the players, they want to compete. They want to play these games. So you always circle game one because uh, it's really the, the next game for a long time. Uh, so I know the guys are excited about it. All right, for you, you love to get in there, and I know you've got, you know, Chad and AVP and Drew and Coach Callahan and Stump to get in the lab and cook up a game plan, which is something you haven't got to do for quite some time. How fun has that been? Yeah, we that's we all enjoy that. That's when you get in the office and you turn the tape on and uh, you really spend time with what that you you're looking at an opponent. Uh, you're trying to find out where they might be susceptible. You're trying to look at yourself and, and find out where your strengths are. So it's always a puzzle. Uh, I think the guys do a great job uh, putting those game plans together, really on both sides of the ball, just having a collaborative process. And we've been able to work that process for three years now, so feel good about uh, where we are. 
what's it been like designing and working with Jacoby on your first game plan together? Yeah, it's been really good. Very good, very good dialogue, very good conversation, uh, some extra meetings with him, just making sure what we're doing are things that he's comfortable with. That's ultimately, you know, there's a thousand plays you can run, but I want to make sure that the quarterback's comfortable with them. So it's definitely a, a really good dialogue with him, making sure that there's concepts that he has plenty of reps on, sees it clearly. Uh, because like I said, there, there's there's things that draw up on the board and they look like they're good, but if the quarterback's not comfortable with them, there's plenty of other stuff. All right, let's start with this Carolina Panthers team defensively. For our listeners, give them a quick little education. What kind of a front are we looking at? What kind of a defense do they like to play? Yeah, very aggressive. So Phil Snow's the defensive coordinator, has been with Coach Rule, I think, since Temple days, uh, so for a long time. Uh, aggressive front, really playmakers at every level of the defense up front. It starts with number 53, Burns. Uh, Derek Brown inside, the big defensive tackle. So really good up front. They have linebackers that can run, and then they have some really good guys in the back end. Uh, Chin, the safety, yeah. is really big and physical. They have three corners that, that can really cover. Really, I'd say four corners because I think they have a really good nickel as well. So a bunch of guys, and, and with all of that, they play a bunch of defense. They'll get in the base. will be five on the line of scrimmage. They'll get in the nickel, which can be a four down front, can be another five on the line of scrimmage. They have dime. Uh, they play multiple coverages. They pressure you from every direction. So it's a lot of defense, and that's why we really got to be about our business when you're playing a defense like that. Yeah, so I was looking at the numbers last year, 37% blitz rate, which was fourth most in the league, 40% on first downs, which is one of the top figures in the league as well. And just watching their preseason, they were rolling out a lot of kind of exotic stuff, even in a preseason game. How do you prepare for a team where you know they are going to bring extra rushers? Yeah, you got to be good about your rules. You got to really understand and hone in as a quarterback, a line, a, a running back, hone in on the rules. And then you also got to realize in week one, you can't block up a season's worth of pressures. So you're going into week one, you're watching everything they did over the course of 17 games. Uh, really, as long as you're sound in your plan, we have a plan going into it. Uh, you want to make sure that you just make the right decisions at each level, really play call, quarterback, running back. Uh, IDing is so important in this game. But ultimately, it's, it's our job to go play fast and dictate the tempo to the defense. All right, and with that all being said, before we turn the page to our defense, their offense, how's the offense look getting back into it and getting into that normal, you know, week routine to get ready for a game? Yeah, I think the guys have done a really nice job, Nathan. There, there's so much information that is thrown at you in, in a given week. When you think about Wednesday, you got first and second down and, and all the pass and run and protection that goes with that. You shift gear to Thursday, you're into what we call our money downs, third and fourth down, short yardage, goal line tomorrow in the red zone. Uh, two minute so there's just a lot of information I think the guys have done a nice job of filling that bucket up we, we always talk about week in and week out you fill that bucket up with everything you got so you get all this information you go play the game then you pour it back out and you, and you do the same thing again so I think the guys are doing a nice job of taking in all this information studying and understanding that uh, to in order to do your job you got to know your job do you already know what the first play call is going to be no not yet that's uh work through that it's, it's early yet want to definitely talk to Jacoby, see his comfort level, the staff talk about their comfort level with runs and passes. So not there yet. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And for that, let's preview their offense. Obviously, we know their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. They get Christian McCaffrey back. Very talented and productive receiver in DJ Moore. And they've kind of tried to overhaul their offensive line. What have you seen from them? And what do you expect with Ben McAdoo calling the place? Yeah, I think you got to expect a little bit of the unexpected with Coach McAdoo, uh, you know, not having called plays in a couple of years. So what you do is obviously you watch the preseason. Then you go back and you watch some of the things that he did in New York. 
obviously some of the things that they did in Green Bay all those years with, with Aaron Rodgers. He was in Jacksonville, so you can peek at some of the things that they did in Jacksonville. But in the end, what you really need to do is stay true to yourself on defense and then see where the game goes. Are they going to come out and play you know, four wide receivers or are they going to try and pound it? We, we really have to be prepared to, to defend all types of attacks. And then once you get a feel for the game, you can play it. But uh, really good players really at every position, um, bringing in some new players, t- drafting a rookie tackle who's really talented. So uh, I think it's a, I think very highly of, of Coach McAdoo. I think very highly of this offensive attack. From 2018 till now, Christian McCaffrey averages six and a half catches a game. That's fifth most of anybody in the league, and yet he is a running back. How does that affect when you kind of plan and scheme against a team that has that kind of a dual threat? Yeah, I mean, that's the name of his game is versatility, and that's been his game since he came into this league. He, he did it back at Stanford. You can hand him a downhill gap scheme run. You can line him up a wide receiver, run every single route under the sun. He can run routes from the slot. He can run routes from the backfield. So there really isn't anything that Christian McCaffrey can't do. Uh, He's healthy, didn't play in the preseason. So we're well aware of him. I'm not naive enough to think that he won't make plays because he's a great player. He's going to make some plays. Uh, But we have to be aware of where he is every play uh, and try and take him out of the game as much as he can. How has DJ Moore been so consistently productive with a lot of chaos at quarterback and, and every year you can use a lock for 1,100 plus yards? Yeah, just really good football player. Uh, very good with the ball in his hands. Uh, another guy that has versatility where you can line him up. You see the whole route tree from him as well. Uh, just, such a, a, just such a really good football player. Once the ball's in his hands, he, he's a threat. Stuff out of Z right there with Coach from the Coach's Show last night. We had Chase come in here right away. So in addition to that, we had so much to get to off the off the top of the show. We have not had a chance to react to what we saw last night, which was as comprehensive of a whipping of a defending Super Bowl champion maybe that you've ever seen. Um, Gibby's not letting you talk. Now you're up. Try now. That's what happens when you take victory laps, not oh, necessarily. Geez. No, that's called you. Out. You screwed up right there, and are coming up with <laughs> Look, a witty reason for why I did. I don't, I don't know I who's did. on what mic. But I'm just kind you of, built the studio, Gibby. I'm I, only on I the mic. I'm on every single day. <laughs> no, sometimes you're over there to interview Coach. No, but on this or show, one gone, to three, he's there. I'm here. That's the way it goes. Um, if you had messed up Bo's mic, perhaps eh, we could see a little something there. Yeah. All right. So. You you watching this game last night? Yes, I was. There's several things that there's about a million things that jump out, but I just wanted to pose this to you guys, out of the gates, please. Are the Bills better than people think? And people think a lot of them. They're the overwhelming pick to win the Super Bowl, or the Rams less than what we thought they were capable of, Mister <laughs> Z? Yes. So yes. the Bills with Von Miller. And their ability to get—they didn't blitz once. Not they had once. Seven sacks. Mm. So now that line that they have, where they're rotating Rousseau and Boogie Basham and Vaughn, and they've got Ed, Ed Oliver, Oliver our from, guy our, from the trusty Steed, and and you know Phillips is back and had that beautiful spin move sack. They are a team that can play coverage. And when you've got Matt Milano, who can go sideline to sideline, is an excellent linebacker. You've got Poyer and Hyde, and. I'm sure sometimes you scratch your head and be like, Jordan Poyer was on our team. <laughs> one of my pet cats, it's documented from the 2014 training I camp. He was one of my pet cats. I thought, he was a, I thought he was a safety who covers like a quarter. Turns out that is a valuable thing in the NFL <laughs> nowadays. But he was gone after yeah. that brutal hit in Tennessee where like, mm. they ruptured his innards, and, and now oh. he's a premier. But you have him and Hyde mm-hmm. who can cover. 
They drafted Elam, but these two young corners, their DB coach is obviously very good, played great last night. I think one was a seventh-round pick, one was a sixth-round pick. Tredavis White will be back, so you're going to yeah, add that to the mix. Him. It looked <laughs> like their ability to impose their will to line of scrimmage offensively was very impressive to me. And then you've got Allen and you've got a bevy of Jason Crowder was a great under-the-radar pickup for them. Um, they are better than we thought, and they were the darlings. And by the way, in that all blue with the white lid, I think they look spectacular, if I do say so myself. Yeah. And then the Rams, because of two subtractions, are a fundamentally different football team right now. Subtraction number one is Odell Beckham Jr. on offense. They have nobody to open it up. Well, Robert Woods before that, too. And he's still a different guy. Allen Robinson, I think, in my mind, is supposed to be what Robert Woods was to them. Super reliable in the mid-game, but he doesn't run the Jets, the jet sweeps. Right. and He doesn't do a lot of the things as a blocker that Robert Woods does. So losing him was still a loss. Allen Robinson is a contested catch, very good receiver whose best days are in the rearview mirror. They have nobody that threatens you vertically. And it's amazing that given that fact, Cooper Cup still is open by 10 yards on every play, <laughs> even though he's quadruple teamed. He's just an insane route runner. Van Jefferson didn't play last Van night. Van Jefferson is the, guy, the that, guy that would do that, theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. But, I mean, Odell was on his way to being MVP of the, mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. Yeah. He changed that team once he arrived in the threat of Odell. And there's – while Van Jefferson – like, Van Jefferson's going to have to beat teams deep multiple times before teams are like, okay, maybe we have to game plan for Van Jefferson. And maybe he will do that. But you go back to where the Rams were most effective, Odell last year, and before that they had Brandon Cooks, mm -hmm. who allowed space for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup to operate. So they don't have that guy. And I think that's a big problem. Whitworth to note boom, massive downgrade. Austin Corbett, former Brown, gone. And last year, he was one of the best pass-protecting guards in the league. So their line is now an issue. They don't have anybody that scares you vertically, so they're going to have to operate within a restricted field. Yep. And then defensively, we were talking about the games that they were able to run last year because you had Donald and Vaughn together on opposite sides of the field that forced you're doubling one of them. You can't double both of them, most likely. They don't have that anymore. Leonard Floyd was invisible last night. I don't even know the name of the other edge rusher. Mm -mm. And so – defensively they're different and look i like troy hill he got a pick troy hill was a guy who was competing for us to start as a slot mm -hmm. and they're asking him now to start on the outside yeah yeah it's not they're natural. not the same defense that they used to be and they are not the same pass rushers that they used to be and they're not the same offense that they used to be so i think that they to me that was much more eye-opening about right? the rams than it was about the bills that's how i came away with it too huh it's amazing on the defensive line when you lose one of those pass rushers like a Von Miller, how it makes everybody so much worse. Just the same way as when you bring Jadevian Clowney into our lineup, it changes the dynamic of everybody else because not only are we talking about the two-on-ones, the double teams, but it changes your three-on-twos and where you can go with those when you've got two studs on either side of the ball. That's why I'm so happy that we have Jadevian Clowney <laughs> back because he just makes – Miles so much better. Just his presence out there, knowing where some of those double teams and those three on twos are going to go, it makes you more predictable on offense, which makes the defense be able to dictate what they want to do to you because they can basically predict what you're going to do in your protections to try to stop where your your war horses are. And here's the other thing: if you run 18 times for 52 yards against a team that plays exclusively nickel, exclusively nickel, they do mm -hmm. not come out of nickel. That means you have problems up front. And the fact your quarterback got sacked seven times without one blitz means you have problems up front. And Safford's well, not an extend-the-play guy. Akers had three attempts. He was 
persona non grata. Uh, obviously, they're, they're not big fans of him. The, the comment you mentioned about Allen Robinson, what I thought about that, you're right, contested catch guy doesn't feel like Stafford trusts because when you're talking contested catch, that means you got to trust him. Throw it up. Because you want to throw it up to him and say, well, I'm betting on this guy. It doesn't look like that trust is developed there. Another thing that was talked about a lot this summer and then kind of downplayed as we got into camp off was Stafford's elbow and all of the stuff that he went through with that. And I'm watching last night, and I'm going, hmm, this looks different from the start to last year and even at the end of last year a little bit. It didn't feel like the same Matt Stafford, who usually has some of the best arm talent in the league. Yeah, and even if he's going out there last night and throwing with the same velocity and zip, he didn't have an opportunity to build trust with those receivers that are new this year during training camp because he was being held out. He was limited, and maybe he wasn't throwing the same ball two weeks ago that he is right now. And so it delays the process of building that trust uh, with the receiver group, where those guys are going to be, what the timing is going to look like within that offense. So it almost becomes like a little bit like the preseason right now, assuming his arm is back to where it was last season. I felt, and, and you've watched a ton of Matt Stafford, we all have, I felt like, I don't know how the right way to say this, I felt like his elbow at his release point was lower yesterday than I'm used to. Like he was almost throwing it kind of in here There's as no opposed to that out a here. There's and, no question that it was varied from what we saw last year. And he was it sailing was it as a result. Mm-hmm. And he was also doing, and I know he had that awesome no-look pass. He tried that like five times, and two of them ended up being picks because <laughs> he was Oops. high. So like, Oopsies. It just, and it, it just felt like he yeah. was releasing it lower is the only way that I described, closer to his shoulder mm-hmm. than I remember him releasing the football. Yeah, it's just like your, your cornhole delivery, right? <laughs> if you drop that elbow, it's going to lead to wild inconsistencies. You're either going <laughs> to sail him or you're going to throw him in the dirt because the – time frame the window for you to release the ball to hit an accurate pass is shorter when you drop that elbow versus when it's up i know i know you guys know this of course but when it, when it's up here all state quarterback please, over here telling please, me please. you have a much greater margin of error of when to release that to still hit the ball accurately versus when you drop it it's it's like uh, a catapult if you turn up the speed big time right it shortens the amount of time that you have uh to be able to release it to still hit the same i'm watching that thing last night and um you know, it's I, yesterday. I, I we we did the picks yesterday. I, I have Kansas City winning the AFC. I'm still fine with it. It's fine. It's one game. But you watch them yesterday, and you watch what happened yes last year in the AFC playoffs. And this is why you go get Deshaun Watson because if you don't have that type of player, you don't beat those teams. I mean, my God, he had his first incompletion was an interception. They didn't punt. Not his fault. Not NHS. his. Oh, I know. Not his. It was like Madden. A lot of people tweeted us about that. Like. Every play was either a touchdown, a completion, or an interception. Yeah, and that's literally <laughs> what it was to start the game, and that's how the Madden game is played. Like maybe Madden's right, who knows? Um, but he, it, I, it's, I just admire what they've done with him and for him to draft. Because people say, oh, this circumstance, this is paratroop him in there. No, this is the perfect spot. They drafted him. They gave him one offensive language for his entire career. And even now with Dorsey, they're running the same stuff. It might even be more for him than it was even with Dayball before. But then the other part of it is, so you have the same thing. for, And then they say, well, what do you need? Well, we need a speed guy who's a precise route runner who can get deep, take the top off. Stephon Diggs, let's go get him. They do it. Mm-hmm. Immediate. This Gabe Davis they kid out of nowhere. Davis. They elevate yeah. him. Everything they do fits Allen. That's rare, oh, yeah. man. Look at the quarterbacks taking the top ten the last five, six years. How many have been put in that type of spot? So We've talked a lot about Buffalo and what they're doing well right now, what they did well to build that roster. But my question to you guys is, after watching that game last night, 
what are the weaknesses? What are the concerns that you would still have if you're a Buffalo Bills fan and you're watching what you saw last night, which was the complete dismantling and domination of the defending Super Bowl champions on the road? Are we 13 seconds better than we were a year ago? That's it. Yeah. I, I, corner early in the season is still going to be something you're going to be concerned about. You know, do they have a great ground game? I don't know. People were like, oh, they need a running back. Nah. Then they pop Singletary stats up there. He ran for almost 900 yards at 4.6 yards a carry. That feels awful efficient to me. He, Allen's going to run for 600. Okay, here's what I'm concerned about. You're up 31 to 10, yeah. and you're running him 12 yards left, and he's, like, taking on three tackles. No, no. The game's over. At this point, he doesn't run anymore. Like, he does yeah. not take hits anymore. Game's over. Agreed. That's my so that, concern. That concern. Coming out of that, your quarterback, who is your team, with him, Super Bowl. Without him, and not look, playoffs. We all like Case very much. He took a lot of hits, didn't he, Allen, but yesterday? In a game. What about the one where his legs were, like, right. wishboned out and he was, yeah. like, hopping on one leg? Like, that, I was like, making What are we end. doing? He's it taking helps. on Bobby Wagner, and Wagner's hitting him time and time again. I'm like, they, geez. They he's bigger run. than Wagner, but, like, it's enough. They can't run anything that they run with Josh Allen with Case Keenum. No. Like, I mean. No. No. Interesting backup in the down. sense that it is physically, diametrically mm -hmm. opposite in the NFL. But that was my concern coming out of that, is when so much of your offense is going through your quarterback, who relies heavily on running the football, leading rusher last night, how much are they going to be able to develop a running back run game and still keep them as dangerous and threatening on offense as they were last night? Because that's what you worry about. Like Josh is a big guy. He's a physical. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He's been durable. At some point, when you're taking hits like that, you're still a quarterback. You're not built like Nick Chubb yes. at the quarterback position. You're comparing him to other quarterbacks in the NFL, which he's bigger, stronger, tougher, more durable. But compared to dudes that are usually running with the football, he's on the light side. And so my concern, if I'm a Buffalo Bill, is yes, we looked amazing, but how are we going to develop a rushing attack that is able to give the running back the football without detracting from what makes Josh Allen great? So picking and choosing those moments – where he pulls the football down and runs with it, or the design runs, I think is going to be really important for Ken Dorsey in the future as he continues to mold this offense into his vision. I, I think agree? that in a way they approached it kind of like they wanted to be bullies. Yeah, like no they doubt. were kind of they like they wanted to make a statement. They were they were into the third fourth quarter. They were out there saying, "Wait, do you get a load of us?" I mean, game's done, and they're still approaching it that way. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty pretty emphatic. A couple of things to run by you guys. You guys aware that Stafford has to use a silent count? They hung a banner at home. They hung a banner. Okay, they've been to the Super Bowl twice since they've been to L.A. Won it in their own home stadium. It's banner raising night on a Thursday. They got the great one doing the doing the intro again. Mm -hmm. You got Ozzy Osbourne at halftime, and you're telling me that you got to run a silent count mm -hmm. in your own barn? God, that's brutal. Brutal. That's De brutal. Defending Super Bowl champs, L.A. baby. <sighs> Right, I mean, I the love only, it. Now, if it was if, they, if it was the Raiders, it wouldn't be the case. No, but be, the Rams, it's amazing. Like they yeah. just have no foothold in the market at all. Imagine what that's going to look like if they start slow. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like if, it, if this goes if off the rails with Stafford, they have no six picks. or seven weeks in, dude. They're not going to get anybody the way, to show up to those games. First time they've ever been under 500 with Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I'm like, incredible stat. Yeah, to rub that in. So you dropped. I've never another... won an opener in 11 years. I've <laughs> <laughs> never lost one. The um. Streaks are ending. It's over. It's Sunday. Sunday. Let's go. Sunday, they, Monday. They spent $5 billion on the place. No AC. 
Yeah, dude, it, it's hot. We were there last year in like December, and like a greenhouse. we had some heat like that. It was like a greenhouse. Brutal. It was like being in a greenhouse. It was How's that possible? And it's degrees. like subterranean. It's yeah, yeah. I think they just the assumed in LA, the, it'll be nice and what the comfortable. They're not no in Malibu though. It's inland. That stadium behind the scenes is not for air, but there is no one that enjoys <laughs> so crazy so at that stadium. Oh. No, I believe it. It behind looked. It scenes. just looked awful. It looked like a swamp. And it just shouldn't have been. And the other thing that jumped out to me, because I, I a little bit of, I, I, I too like the bills. The be- bills look beautiful. I don't understand how Nike can't get yellow right. Like they have the Rams in neon yellow. They're, they have the gold yellow on the horns, but then they're neon yellow. They do this with the Lakers too. Like Nike just can't get the yellow that, right. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know how you mismatch that. But there was no, the only thing that was a mismatch, the biggest, was obviously what happened on the field. Real quick. Do we have one second, real quick, Hoff? Just going back to what you were talking about to try to tie in our assessment and analysis of the game last night mm-hmm. to our, our game on Sunday. How big of a, a difference for our line is it that you're going against Brian Burns without Hassan Reddick versus going mm-hmm. against Hassan Reddick, who led the team with 11 sacks, mm-hmm. and Brian Burns? Yeah, it's huge because now you can take that and use it to your advantage from a scheme standpoint, right? Because if there's one dog out there, it's very easy to turn the protection in that direction so that you're always guaranteeing at least three guys for two defensive linemen. When you have guys on both sides, you can't always give that guy a one-on-one because as soon as – if I'm Von Miller or Hassan Reddick or one of these stud defensive ends, and I know I got a one-on-one, that means I can go wherever I want. It now becomes one-on-one pass rush from training camp, which is slanted towards the defense's favor in a huge way. That's why you always watch one-on-ones in training camp, and the defense almost always wins because that guy on defense can literally go wherever he wants, and he doesn't have to worry about being hit or running into another player. And so that's why predictability is the enemy of protections on offense, and you get that when you only have one dude that's out there that can rush passer or you don't get it when you have two guys that are out there because now the defense is like hey either one of these guys can win the one-on-one it doesn't matter who gets it uh an update for our roster greedy williams placed on injury reserve he'll miss at least four games hmm. uh so that's where that stands on that so we knew he was out this be. week so mj emerson steps up is what they're saying here and, and herb i'm guessing will get his roster spot yeah. herb miller so will be go so to the act greedy down at least four games to start the season all right coming up next a lot of fun here in the final hour we got some over-unders for you we have the scores with the hoff lots of joy coming your way you're listening to cleveland browns daily on e50 espn cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Land on Demand, remodeled by the Bath Authority, has been free for the month of August. If you like what you saw, read, and heard, it's time to subscribe. The Brown season underway at thelandondemand.com. Watch your favorite shows and new HD quality video. Follow the season with Tony Grossi's columns, the Daily Grossi Podcast, the 100 Years Pod. Hear your favorite shows on demand without commercial interruptions. Go to thelandondemand.com and subscribe to those today. Hour two. I mean, my gosh, we have a lot to get to. We got keys, over-under, scores. We're going to have to shorten the keys dramatically because I feel like this is going to go a little longer. Well, the scores is going to go. I got to get 13 games in between three of you. Yeah, that's going to be brutal. That's gonna, you're going to get some sames, I bet. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but it is indeed time for over-unders. Last year, over-under champion was who? Me. Give me. You were in the Blast lead for, for a long time, and then I came back. 
And I, I usurped won. you. It, I won. I, I believe in the playoffs, uh, so I won. I don't know. It's not what, the, it's not what it says on here. He speaks last. That's not what it says on this. <laughs> that's not what the spreadsheet says. But I do have the pencil on the spreadsheet. All right. Gibby, are you involved in this? You're involved in this as well because we have season-long stats with you and Zagura. Correct. All right. So, so, you're, so all three of you are in on this. Walk all over his grave. All right. Here you go. Okay. All right. Here are your over-unders as cobbled together by me in the break because I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> I was wondering if you first, remembered. First show of the season. <laughs> Flying a little blind here. We'll do the best we can. All right. Over under number one, we will start with the Hoff. He's the newcomer. Chubb and Hunt, total touches, 35.5. Total touches. Mm, that's Chubb a great number, of course. Uh, I'm going to go under because I think we're going to see probably a few more targets to the tight end than we think, but it's not going to be under by much because I expect – Chubb's going to have around 20 carries. Hunt's going to have six to seven, and then he'll probably get a few throws too. So it's going to be under, but not by much. Tagora. Under. 35 and a half is a lot. I'm, my goal is to have over 30 touches combined every week. But 35 feels like a lot. Now, it would be great. Sure. It'd be, I'd love it. If, yep. if, if that happens, if that goes over, I'll be glad to lose this Take over under because I feel like that's indicative of, of us winning handily. Yep. Give it. Run the damn ball over. God, oh, love wow. God. Love when Can he goes all yeah, right Those two guys get 40 it. touches <laughs> in a game. It's going to be like Amazing. an NFL record. All right. Um, we will throw the ball 12 times. Over under Jacoby Brissett. Over or under touchdown to interception ratio to Baker Mayfield. Wow. Gibbe. I gotta do math in my head. Right? I'm confused about the question. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. I, I, Touchdown interception ratio for Brissett. Great potential for a tie in this one. We'll roll the dice on that. Okay. Could be a we point had five. We tie if that last happens. year. Remember, it was fun. we did. It's all right. So it's who's going to be better at the end of the game yes. in the touchdown that's, interception? That's ratio. what we're going at. Brissett. You got it. I don't. I don't. I don't even care. Brissett. So then, I'm not getting so greater. The time greater for Gibbe. Mm -hmm. We got to sweep this, don't we? Same. Off? Yeah. Same. Same. Easy. Next. Thank you for the easy. Next. Over or under. Madison. Good job out of Madison. Didn't even warn her. Just hit her with the next and away you go. All right. Over under. Amari, DPJ, and Chief. Over or under. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson receiving yardage. Three of ours, two of theirs. Zagura. Over. I'm over us. Over I was us. like, yes. over who? R3. R3. Who's over? R3. Brown. R3. Cooper, DPJ, and Chief. Greater than Greater Warren than Anderson combined yeah. receiving mm -hmm. yards. Yeah. Huff? Uh, I'm going with Carolina because we're going to have the lead in the second half, and we're going to be handing the football off a good bit more. And just like Kirk Cousins was the man in fantasy football because he was always behind in the fourth quarter, and he got a lot of easy throws down the field. That's what we're going to see on Sunday. Let's not forget Christian McCaffrey averages 6.2 receptions a game for his career half. So how many balls are there for Robbie Anderson? Not with JOK on the field, he doesn't. Oh, give it. Under, because we're going to run the ball 40 times. I like it. Let's he's go. consistent. At least he's consistent. Okay. Sometimes is, I'm not. There's next. definitely a chance I'm not. This could be a 4-0. Over or under. Sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. Oh, Gibby's favorite. Stupid. I don't think he's ever gotten this one right. Never. <laughs> ever. Hold Never. on. In Remember, years. hold on. Never. For clarification, because of fumbles recovered. 
Turnovers. Sacks plus turnovers. Ta- yeah, but I like doing takeaways. it this way. Okay. Yeah. But that's what we're talking it's about. It's what it is. Sacks yes. plus takeaways. Sacks plus turnovers, yeah. Um, the number against former quarterback Baker Mayfield, sacks and turnovers combined, and the Carolina offense, it's big. 5.5. You wanted 4.5 so I bad. I did, I so bad. 4.5 is a lot. Mm. Pound it. Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. me first? Yep. Give it. Got to get six, a combination of six. Turnovers and sacks. Yeah, over. God, I love it. I love I love. I'm starting Chessy to get a little Gibbe. momentum going. Yeah, here. I like it. I like, like Chesty Gibbe a lot. Chesty Gibbe. Chesty no. Woo! Let's go. I love it. Z. Starting to get a little momentum. Over. That I think Miles Garrett, something to keep in mind, folks. <clears throat> Put in the back of the old noodle. Miles Garrett is four sacks away from setting the franchise record mm. for most oh my sacks. Oh, God by mm. a Cleveland Brown mm. ever. He is at 58 and a half. The record 62 Ooh. from Clay Matthews. And boy, mm. given what we've learned about Textgate, perhaps he <laughs> would like to do that, break the record by sacking Baker Mayfield. And we've already heard that E.K. McQuanu's weaknesses are Miles' strengths. So maybe we just do it on sacks alone. Mm. Six sacks, period. Mm. That would do it. Wow. Miles. That would really be a big number. Five and a half. Huff? Yeah, I'm going same because for all those reasons that the big Z mentioned, but also because Ben McAdoo's offense is kind of the old school drop back, throw the football, yeah. just try to hold up at my tackle position, which is not a great situation to be in when you got Miles Garrett out there rushing the quarterback with a little bit extra motivation on Sunday. Finally, next. Over or under. The actual. 41 and a half, Hoff. 41 and a half. Uh, I'm going under, especially when you consider the inclement weather potential. Like, 41 and a half is a lot of points, especially if we expect it to be somewhat of a close game. Usually it doesn't get up there unless one side or the other has kind of run away with it early on, and then the other team is just throwing big chunk plays to catch up. I thought you were giving him a wave right there when you you point out there. It was great. He waved back at you, and then he realized, (laughs) maybe it wasn't a wave. Good friends out there. Z, 41 and a half. Gibbe, what is 23 plus 17? <laughs> 40. Under. Gibbe! Public school education Look at, at its <laughs> finest. I'm going under as well. All right. Differentiators are. There's a several. Lot, There's a few. Like. There's, <laughs> There's a lot between you and Gibbe. It's just two. It's just the first oh, yeah, one. Just two. And then and the, the receiving. Hoff is just one off of Gibbe, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Mm. Well, we'll have to get Hoff's. Maybe we'll do Hoff's via text or something yeah. from well, here Hoff on out. Is join I'll us be here on Monday. Monday. No, no, no. But every oh, week but for over under, oh, oh, to see yeah, yeah. a year long competition sure. to see be where happy it all to is. Enjoy all right. involved. All right, we've got uh, we got smokes meats for the others. Oh, I'm not sure where you were going there. Pause. <laughs> be fun to do that in Wisconsin, <laughs> oh. out on the farm. I got a good with his own the farm with fresh brown spotteds of yeah, the baby. hoff. Oh my gosh, poor Charlie. My own spotteds right. and my own offset smoker. <laughs> Pure joy. Oh, Our keys to victory coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk's serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. You might want to call this the winning mix. Here are your keys to victory. Dr. Z. Look, it's pretty simple, right? You, this is a game where you do want to get out to a fast start. I think that we all know, as we were just talking about, Baker Mayfield, if he gets going, can be very, very effective. You know, in his wins, and I've given this stat a couple times now, I'll do it again. In his wins, 52 touchdowns, 15 picks. In his losses, 41 picks, 40 touchdowns. You've got to get after him early. Last year, he was 33rd in the NFL against pressure, 41% completions. And he's a guy that when you do get your own pressure – he tends to turn those into sacks at a higher rate than just about any quarterback in the NFL, even in 2020. And that was behind a great line. So we should be able to get pressure on him, and I think that will be key. Last year, the Panthers didn't win a game in which their opponent scored 15 points. I do think they'll be a better offense this year. But I think for us, you know, getting to 20 points is a, probably a good number. Like, if we're in the 20s, there's a good chance that we're going to win this game. And so I think that is something that is very, very important for us. Don't give them short fields. Make them work for everything that they've got. Don't give up anything over your head because I think we're going to win more often than not. And all we have to do is get them into one third and long, two third and longs on a drive. Chances are we're going to be able to make a play. Hop, I like everything he said. I'm going to highlight the start fast thing, right? Because for the Browns, we don't really know what this offense looks like with Jacoby Brissett. We yep. think we do, but – a good first drive, a good first quarter would do a lot for building confidence and building hope within this entire team that this offense can be really, really good in the NFL. Same thing on the other side of the ball. The, Car uh, the Carolina Panthers don't really know what Baker Mayfield is under the lights when every pressure is on him and you've got the full complement of offensive players. And so if they start fast, it's going to build their confidence exponentially in the same way as – if they don't start fast, now the pressure gets ratcheted up on them. And we've seen since Baker was here, like when things are going well, he can play really well. If things go bad, he can get into his head big time. And all of a sudden, the guys that are running wide open, he's not seeing them. Mm -hmm. And the guys that are covered, he's throwing it to those covered guys. So starting fast, I think, is always one of those cliches that coaches talk about. But never has it been more important than this week. It, it feels like two guys from a – you know, I think I think oftentimes what where you think what you want an AFC North or an NFC North team to be is, you know, bullies. You want to be bullies. We should be bullies. We're more physical than them. We're better up front, both sides of the ball. Defensively, we will smack you in the mouth at all three levels. We have the best running back room in the damn league. Go act accordingly mm -hmm. and run it right at them. I'm not sure their corners can tackle Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Ford, if it comes to that. I'm not sure the DNs can. So, I, to me – like this, it like sometimes it's just simple. Sometimes like we're bigger, faster, and stronger. Go do it. Dante Jackson, one of their starting corners last year, was top five in the NFL in missed tackles at his position. He is somebody that you can run at. And just to kind of throw out from a size standpoint, okay, and when they play that five-man front, the fifth guy that comes down on the line is Frankie Louvu. He's 235. Gross Amato's 260. Ioannidis, who you know, I'm sure, from the time in Washington, mm -hmm. He's more of a pass rusher interior type mm -hmm. of a guy. He's a 300-pounder. Derek Brown's big from Auburn, 320, and then Burns is 250. Our line is going to be, you know, Jed's 310, Batonio's 320. Ethan Posick, and I don't know if you've – have you talked to him? 
a little bit briefly. He's he, he's the biggest he's big center boy. I've ever seen. Yeah, he's a big yeah. boy. He's six six three twenty. You got Wyatt at three twenty. You've got whether you know it's Jack or it ends up being you know James Hudson. Those guys are over three hundred. We have I think a massive size advantage in the Chief with his blocking and what he's been able to do. I do think we should control the line of scrimmage. I, I think we can make a a statement early by saying you can't stop us until you start bringing eight guys in the box and and with Jacoby and with Amari. We've got to be able to beat that. That was the Achilles heel last year. We could not beat teams putting eight, and sometimes it felt like nine guys in the box saying, please throw it, please. Mm -hmm. We couldn't beat it. We need to bully them into that submission and then take advantage of that. And I think our opportunity to use Chief with Harrison Bryant in this game, the tight ends, I love the matchups of our tight ends against their linebackers in coverage, and I think we have an opportunity to really bully them and then hit nice plays to our tight ends out of those looks. Yeah. Sometimes it's just football, right? It's just, you know, we're bigger, we're stronger, we're faster. Go do it. That, that's kind of where you're at. You could call that your keys to victory. You could call it the winning mix. Both things would be appropriate, see? Yes. You maybe did two things with one Stevie, there. Stevie, transcript. Let's go. On. Transcript. <laughs> is he on it? Transcript? Browns players watch game film to prepare. Finding your dream home is no different. And Cross Country Mortgage is the partner that's prepped to put you in position to win. Reach out today at ccm.com. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS. Three zero two nine. Yes. I know that he understands the role of Steve. I think oh, he feels like I, I just told him not to accept it. I feel like he thinks that he's only Gibbe. I think Gibbe. That, that's. A fact. I Gibbe offered to buy you Chipotle you. today, brother. Hmm. Yeah, he's. He feels like that's where the bread's buttered. Is with the head honcho there. Is this how it always works on CBD that your executive producer is subverting? Yes, your yes. ability on to do program, your job. A hundred percent. Is there? Pulling Astute, the boat yeah. in different he's, directions. There's no doubt that he plays the hop. He used to have one of the show. smartest humans to ever play the game. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take him just long to diagnose it. it. It's just yep. like he walked up and Nailed saw that it. T. Sizzle was going to try to go around the corner. Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he saw it right away. He used to have to show the BPA that he prioritized over CBD. Never. And, and Never. for no benefit of his own. Like, I understand if a man is operating his own best interests to poo-poo whatever you're trying totally. to get done. But he's not even operating in the best interest of CBD hey, as a whole or, or himself. Or, or himself. Like, Self-sabotage. This is so his right show. Yeah. Stevie didn't agree to do this. You did. You pick up the pieces oh and gosh. you clean up your mess. So Stevie agreed to do everything that you tell him to do? Should. <laughs> See? <laughs> This is where you're at. I just the this logic we that we're able to just the battles that we explode what, the flaws. I'm gonna of the tell logic, you, it's great. What the Hoff just did to identify the inner workings of this show is man. akin to him breaking down what he would do. One of the most famous episodes of the history of the show, breaking down your process yes. on every snap. That was very similar to that. More genius <laughs> coming up. The scores, but you got to oh, pay baby. attention. Week one, <laughs> Cleveland Browns daily, 50 ESPN <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumkey Waste Recycling family owned and operated with the joins of customers and employee will become part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. The Hoff will join us here momentarily. I, he's, see he's I in, think he's, he's upset. Back in. I think he's Could be. He needed Could to be. take a walk. Get some air. He needed he to get some air. air. Did you have to get a, take a walk after that nonsense oh, he, that you heard? He you had to get some. He almost took me out. He almost spilled hot coffee all over. Steam after hearing Hold on a second. What Good. Gibbe was trying to do to this program. Hold on a second. <laughs> 
an official team member. He's got a badge. I had to get it. I was worried. Security's tougher out here. I thought they were going to throw me out if I didn't walk around. Most famous player we've had in 50 years, and he's walking around with it. This is who I am. Look how happy you are. You look great. What a photo there. That was like right after retirement there. Looking like a bozo with a goofy swoop. I think this should just say Hoff. That's all that should say. All right. Scores, Gibbe. Go. Oh, here we go. All right. I guess you're 1-0 after last night. Yes, we are. According That's to you how guys, Thursday nights are, go. Do the opposite. opposite. Everybody knows it. Those, well, those who know know it. When you do the opposite and you get snake bitten for it. But no. That's Don't fight right. fights that haven't needed to be fought mm. yet, Gibby. That's uh-huh. right. All right. You know what's amazing to me here oh, is that we sit here, here, we here right now. You have here three another sob story unbelievable, unbelievable gentlemen in this room. That's right correct. Here, I don't have a problem. Who have, have worked at their various trades very hard and who have achieved things who see totally debatable see something special in young stevie and yeah. say you know what here's an opportunity, opportunity. for an him opportunity. to do something that will better his life going forward and, and you have this curmudgeon easier, so he can leave oh, what, a, what a great word i love the word curmudgeon this curmudgeon it who doesn't give a so perfect who is more <laughs> interested in trying to increase my inconvenience than he is to help Stevie's help future. Stevie. That my he goal would... is simply to make your life difficult. And yes, we're seeing it. Daily. We've drilled down we're to the How does that benefit you other than perverse enjoyment? It in fact, there's nobody, totally happy. there's nobody you work more Seven. with than Z. You spend the most. I, your I guys' know. successes are tied. And then he'll text me and be like, hey, could you help me out right here? I really need you. I'm mm-hmm. always like, yeah, okay. In the old for BPA you. days. Yeah. And then now it's like, right. I they come you, in buddy. and fly in I and carry the show. when Clooney. he overdelivers. However, this isn't on my watch. This is the writing portion oh, of the program. And by this the way, radio. though, this is a right. portion of the program Walk that you don't care hall. about at all. Talk to the writers. All right. There aren't writers. Yeah, That's you, the problem. I feel like you got to go or we're not going to have a chance. We have 13 games. I think he's got to go. You're exactly right. He's got to go. We'll run the he's show. He's got to go. You run nothing, Zagura. First up, Ravens, Jets, Lamar Jackson. Going to bet on himself here in 2022. Mm. Joe Flacco, the start for the Jets. It is in New York. Bishop, I will start with you could be in jupiter wouldn't make a difference joe flacco for the jets not gonna go well ravens come out big big in this one i like the ravens 34 jets 17 joe thomas ravens 14 jets three segura why aren't we talking about joe flacco's revenge game like we're talking about baker mayfield we're Mm -hmm. talking about russell wilson and this one is being completely overlooked I'm going to tell you something. The Jets have overhauled their team. Oh, boy. They are ready to go. Ravens, 88. Jets, 85. Oh. Mm. Next up, the Houston Texans playing host to Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. The Matt Ryan era or season begins Sunday for Indianapolis. Colts, Texans, Hoff, lead us off. Colts, 21, Texans, 7, and it's the Matt Ryan effect, right? old veteran quarterbacks they're a lot quicker to be up to speed with their offense on the same page with those guys and so typically they start the season a lot quicker than teams that have younger quarterbacks 
I just like the commentary that's coming out of Indy. Like, the receiver's like, oh, yeah, he wants us to run our routes at the same depth every time and be <laughs> in the same spot. And they're like, it's so crazy how much better we are when we're that precise in everything we're doing. Crazy. Hilarious. I think they smoke them. Houston, I've been saying it for weeks. You're over here on this Davis Mills bandwagon. I'm like, the Texans are tanking, bro. The tank starts. Indy, 80. Texans, zero. Oh. I like Indy big. I like him to win the division as well. Here we go. Here we go. Davis Mills truther. Here we uh, go. Uh, Davis Mills. Uh, Here we it's go. A it's a lot. Uh, I like the Colts winning this one big, big. 21 to 15. Oh, baby. See what you did there. You pay attention. Big. Number three coming your way on Sunday. Jacksonville. New coach. Can't be any worse than Urban Meyer, can it? Mm. Jacksonville. No. Traveling to Washington to battle the, I don't even know. I Commanders. don't want to call them the Commanders. The Commies. The Commies. The yes. Commies. Unbelievable. <laughs> what else would it be? I think we're end up yeah, in a meeting. That's amazing. Why? It's, that's, what I, that's how I would shorten it. That's what PFT calls them. The Commies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Are we call them the Anders? Off. I mean, no. I'm big on the Jags. Trevor Lawrence unleashed. No more urban. Doug Peterson Oh, baby. Jags outright 17. Commanders 12. This was, I want to say that this has moved a point and a half in a day mm. to to this. It was even more. It, oh. was, it mm. was minus four, I want to say, Jeez. Uh, for the commies on this one. I, Can we take that? I'll take that. I'll take that, yeah, too. Like I, that. But either way, I think outright, I feel outright. Jacksonville, they, I think they can make a real move in the AFC South this year. I think not. it's too hard in the AFC. If they were in the NFC, maybe even talking about them for a playoff team. I, think, I like their weapons. I like Jacksonville winning outright in this one Ooh. by a score of 9-2. to two. Mm, Samesies for me. I like 1-0 Jaguars over Commies. Yes. I'm quietly on the bandwagon Pitcher's for the Jag me Jaguars too. this year. Yep. And it's not quite a bandwagon. Maybe it's like a band cart at yeah. this point but i really like that trevor lawrence combination with doug peterson i think you're gonna see what a difference quality nfl coaches make within the development of a young quarterback that has a lot of talent and a team that you look across the board they've got some nice pieces on that jaguars team stevie can come on the on our carts not this guy no room for you <laughs> it's okay i'm my own party it's just a two-man cart it's it's really his own party. all right <laughs> all right up next I don't know. You you want to talk about what you're not sure you're going to get on Sunday? I have no idea what New England Patriots team yeah, is going no to show kidding. up. And I definitely have no idea what Miami Dolphins team is going to show up. Dolphins playing host to New England down in South Beach. What could go wrong? Bo Bishop, lead us off. Well, I'll tell you what could go wrong. I mean, I just think everything Belichick has done in the draft has gone wrong. And you just look at the two teams, it's really not close. I think the only reason this number is what it is is because of the respect for what's on the side of the helmet. There's really no argument that you can make other than oh Belichick's defensive genius but it's been a minute Miami got him twice last year now they got a genius guy calling plays they've added Tyreek Hill all the weapons I like the Dolphins big in this one Dolphins 99 Pats 7 Joe Thomas oh boy I like the Dolphins in this one as well I, I think that the addition of Tyreek Hill and Mike McDaniel I think it's going to bring out the best of Tua I think he still is a little bit limited but he's going to be good enough to be able to beat a Patriots team that just does not have the talent for all the things that you mentioned. Belichick, the greatest developer of talent of all time, but one of the worst identifiers of talent coming so out of the draft. It. And uh, I think they're in for a tough year, even though, I don't know if you guys heard this, 
They went down to Miami on Tuesday yes. to try to get acclimated because I, I don't understand. the Patriots have always been so bad going down to that heat in Miami from Foxborough. So he but said, I, I don't care. I'm going. We're going early. We're getting used to this heat. We're Maybe just he's just like miserable. I think he's Free lost. trip on craft. Yeah. Let's go down to you know. Down yeah, he's always been a guy that really likes to squeeze every right. drop of vacation out of his life that he can. Right, he's flipped. By the way, largest he's largest discrepancy in career wins between two head coaches ever in this game. It's true. Pretty good. Jack and Mike McDaniel. That's a nice dynamic. I love Mike. He's gonna be great. Zagura, do you have a score? Miami, huge. Up next, NFC South, Atlanta, hosting. Nolans. Jameis and Dr. Jameis, based on the video I saw of him the other day trying mm. to explain the human body, which was entertaining. Mm. Uh, nice was little wide receiver cord, nice offense. Atlanta tanking for next year. Joe Thomas, lead us off. This one's easy. This one should be at least a touchdown. The Saints, they're going to blow them out. It's going to be like 150 to zero. That's right. Zagaro? I'm going to set a scene for you. Oh, oh, here we boy. go. This is yes. why we don't get anything done. I'm set a scene for you. <laughs> this is why he doesn't have time to do any right. Don't harness an artist. Too many scenes. We're in the Georgia Dome. It's 22 to 10. There's about 90 seconds left in the game. Oh the Saints God. have this Please one well God. in hand. And all not. of a sudden, this is what I hear. Oh, who, who's there? Bootsy, oh. see who's at the door, Bootsy. Answer the door, oh. kids. It's Kyle Pitts at the back door with a oh last-second garbage touchdown, 22-17. <laughs> Saints. Wow. This one moved, too. This one moved a point and a half mm. down. It was – the Saints were seven. It went to five and a half. So that's that's where theory. that goes a little bit. Um, I, I tend to be with Hoff, though. And I – the Saints are really good. The, the, everywhere else. If Jameis just needs to be – decent and they would be fine and the falcons they don't want to win that's not the objective so i don't think they will i think the saints win this one by seven i'm with you on this one huh? yeah, as long as Jameis isn't secret santa with interceptions they're going to win this one going away they should yeah being up 12 with better. 90 seconds is a nice i mean they got think be. about michael thomas jarvis and chris Olave. yeah yeah plus kamara jeez hmm. uh up next what i want you to come to me for this one Oh, you want this one? Yeah, first? I want this one. It's gonna I think it actually is you, anyways. Yeah, good. It is. Um, yeah. Two teams could be a, could be playing for some, this game. You can look down the line in a couple months and go, eh, this one actually meant more than maybe we thought it might. Mm. Philly, traveling to the home of Kneecap City, Detroit, <laughs> playing host to Philly, Zagura. These are two Cleveland Browns daily favorites, man. And I know you guys have seen it, man. We've seen the vision, man, of where we're going to go, man. And I'm telling you right now, we just got to knock the dust of that losing off, man. And we're going to be just fine. But the only problem, man, is these guys picked Sirianni to be the coach of the year, man. That Philly team's pretty good, man. So we can and we will lose by double digits in this oh one. My Sorry, God. man. Philadelphia Fly Eagles fly 32. Wow. Leones a plucky 18. Man. Eagles win. 23-20, last second field mm. goal. Heartbreak Ooh. in Big D. Heartbreak. Mm. Joe Thomas. Mm. I like the Eagles big in this one also. And, and maybe it's the bias from seeing them live and in person during training camp. They're impressive, man. I really like that Jalen Hurts, too. I, I think this is a really good team. And there's some people that are saying the Eagles could be a contender for the Super Bowl in the NFC. And I'm kind of one of those guys. I really love this Sirianni-led team right now. So I got them 21-zip. 
Oh my God, Dan, Dan Campbell's Campbell. got. If he gets routed, you got, he's you're done. Dan Campbell under it's truth over. serum done. would rather be the Emperor's coach of the no Eagles clothes. maybe than any other team in the league. Yeah, because he could just abuse people with that offensive line. Yeah, man, I could just get behind those hosses, man, and we just run that <laughs> He'd ball, be man. Excited. Up next, a big tilt in the AFC North. It's the Mitchell Trubisky era beginning in Pukersville. The Pittsburgh Squealers heading to Bengal country to battle the AFC uh, the AFC champions. That's right. Cincinnati. Cincinnati playing host of the Pukers. Uh, Bishop. This, this is just like the Patriots one for me. Like you look at the helmet and you, you feel like it should be something that it's not. I don't know how they cover Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Mm. I, I don't understand it. Mm. If you look at their corners. How's that happening? How are they going to protect Trubisky? Can run. It's be better than Ben. I like the Bengals huge in this wow. one. Eighty-one nothing. Joe Thomas. Wow. I, I think the Steelers. What they do best is they're honest with themselves and they realize they're just not that good of a team compared to the Bengals. However, when you're not that good of a team compared to the opponent across from you, you play a very conservative brand of football to try to keep it close and just get lucky down the stretch. So I think Bengals win, but I think they the Steelers cover. So I think they win. 5-0. Pay attention to the scores. <laughs> so I don't know how any sane person could go into this game and put go to the window and say, I'm going to give you my money that I've earned, mm-hmm. and I'd like the Steelers. Yeah. I just don't see how a sane person could do that. Thus, 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 Bengals 30, Steelers 24. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Final mm, one seems o'clock. insane. Wow. Final one o'clock game of the day, and it might be the worst team in the NFL. The Chicago Bears mm. playing host to the Kyle Shanahan-led San Francisco 49ers. Kyle, congratulations on being off the hot seat here in 2022. Uh, For the record, Joe Gibbe put Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat last year. They went to the NFC Championship Hold on. Game. Hold on. <laughs> Joe, I put him on the hot well seat, and six games into the year, Mike Florio goes, I think Kyle Shannon should be on the hot seat. I was like, mm. if you want to align so yourself, it's true. Yeah, team, so because Florio said it, it's if true. You're, if you're aligning yourself with He's Florio, then Florio. you said all you need to say. Hold on. Like, I was not the only one saying that after a month and a half into the season. He like, might be Jimmy Connor, Stevie. You keep this up. Unholy Alliance. Super Bowl ring. That's, That's right. Unholy <laughs> Alliance there. Joe Thomas, lead us. Uh, yeah, I like the 49ers big. I know Trey Lance, there's been a lot of question marks about his performance so far in training camp, but he's going against a bad Bears team. They just don't have as much talent. They're not going to be able to keep up with that rushing attack, no matter what Trey Lance does on offense. Bears should have, or 49ers should have drafted. Nerd. playing. Nerd. There's a lot of unrest. Nate, everybody says Trey Lance isn't happy about Jimmy G being back, Nate. It's messing with his mind. Nerd. <laughs> Spamoni. Niners, ram it. Bishop. Same. 9-2. To the 425 games we go. A big tilt in the NFC Norris division. Minnesota playing host to the Packers. The Cheeseheads head north. Uh, Zagura, lead us off. Interesting little game here. The the beginning of the Kevin O'Connell era, close, close, close line. Very narrow. Odd, considering mm. the king of the north continues to quarterback the Packers. And they just win 13 games every single year. Every and when it's year. narrow like this, boy, Packers, 97, and they just own the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, 96. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Same, but really? different. Packers by 90. Yeah, Packers by 100 for me. There's no way that 
Aaron Rodgers is not going to be already in midseason form. Who's he throwing it to? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Like Aaron Rodgers is the it best regular season quarterback that we've ever to. seen. It doesn't matter. He's running the same offense with the, not the same set of receivers because obviously he's down Devontae Adams. But it doesn't matter with what he does and going against the Vikings team. I know Kevin O'Connell's there. It's Kirk Cousins. It's going to take them a while to figure each other out before they're going to be competitive against some of the best teams in their conference. Let me tell you something right now. I don't have any. I don't have any personal experience, brother, but I hear ayahuasca is a heck of an experience. And when you're sitting in a hut somewhere in Latin America, vomiting all over yourself for four days oh, and hallucinating, God. it's got to affect your brain, mm. I think, in the long mm. run. Mm. And that's going to be the difference. But all not right. his arm. We got four games. We got two not minutes. Go time. Kansas City, Arizona, and Cliff Kingsbury. Welcome to Gibbs' hot seat in 2022. Bishop. Mahomes. Big. 49 cards 41 joe thomas i like mahomes 30 20 zagura ram it next from los angeles the chargers playing host to the las vegas raiders a rematch of week 18 in which from the, last year the raiders came out on top road Correct. game road game for the chargers yeah, it will be a road game for the yeah. Chargers. Uh, so what, what they're saying here is that the Raiders are six and a half points less than the Chargers if you buy into the road home thing. Yes. Joe Thomas? I like the Raiders to win this game. Not only are they going to cover, but they're going to win. I, I think the Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr synergy that they're going to put out there is going to be supreme. And what is the Patriots gurus always been really good at? Like very good game plan specific uh schemes i think they're going to do a great job early on in this first game of the year against the chargers justin herbert i like the matchup so jc jackson is not supposed to play okay and that i think is a big loss for the chargers in this one you've got chandler jones and crosby great tandem khalil mack and bose on the other side great tandem which line holds up uh, i think this is going to be a barn burner mm -hmm. get all your fantasy guys in there Chargers, my Super Bowl pick, the Chargers, 78. Derek Carr, Devontae. Bo Bishop, we got 30 seconds here. We got to get Same. two games in. Same. Same. Uh, Who did you pick? He picked Raiders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we all did. G-Men taking on the Titans. Boring. Tennessee. Zagura. Boring. I don't care. Nobody. Inmate game of the week. Interesting strategy. This one is for two. G-Men to cover the five and a half. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I, got, I got Titans. All right. Final one, Sunday night foosball. Who would ever pick the Cowboys against the Bucks? Dallas. Ever. Tampa. Nobody Bay. would. Nobody. Nobody would. Not a person. Cowboys, seven. Bucks, five. <laughs> <laughs> Outright. <gasps> Nobody's picking the Cowboys. Nobody. No. Not this guy. Bucks, 50. The Cowboys, four. Tom Brady needs to silence page six right now. Oh, Turmoil boy. in the yeah. home. It's going to go one of two ways. Does he lock himself in a silo and put up 80? I say he does. Yeah. 80, 40 bucks. So much more to come, including our score. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns, Panthers, Hoff, how do you see it? 
Browns win this one. It's going to be a low-scoring event because of the weather, but I see the Browns by about eight points. Oh, baby. 23-17. Browns, we'll talk to you on Victory Monday. What do you say, though? Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. <laughs> By God, please. Let's it's got to be. Done. There's no other way. That no way. other options. No other options. 18-2, Nick Chubb, 47 carries, 317 yards. Not Let's bad. go. Enjoy <sighs> your football weekend, kids. We're back on Monday to break it all down. The Hoth will be here again on Monday. Oh, what baby. A wonderful treat that is. That's a treat for The me. next level is coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hopefully You've been nice. listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.